0: crickets huh
1: how about that oh I don't even hear it
0: you don't hear it I hear it
1: yeah I mean I sort of hear it it's extremely faint I wouldn't have noticed it huh now I hear it that's loud Good morning and welcome to episode 166 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from BaseballPerspectus.com. I'm Sam Miller in Long Beach, California, and in a place that he does not want named is Ben Lindbergh. Hello. Um, Ben, how are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. I had a restful weekend.
1: (laughs) Great. You noticed as soon as you came on the line that there's a cricket in the background.
0: Yes, although it seems to have gone quiet now that we've drawn attention to it. But I was excited to hear it because I haven't heard of cricket for months since you exterminated all of last season's surviving crickets.
1: Uh, well, it's like I said at the time, it's they're seasonal, yeah. so it's the start of a new season. Hmm. Well, See the, how it works? The renewal. No sort of spring. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you and I today are going to talk about a piece on CBSSports.com by baseball insider Danny Knobler. Um, and Danny has written about the Astros and th- I think it's a good place to talk about this article because uh, a lot of times in on the internet you don't want to bring too much attention to a kind of story you don't like because then you just give it traffic but we're not going to have a link to it or anything we're just going to be talking about it we won't tell you won't only- find it I don't think anybody... I mean, I'd be happy to tell you where to find it, but how many people are really going to go seek it out? Like Mm -hmm. six? Mm -hmm. So I feel like we uh, can talk about this without giving it any extra, uh, you know, traffic or love or whatever. Uh, So this piece is about the Astros, and it sort of frames the Astros, the current Astros, as an extension of the, I guess, culture war that none of us really feel exists all that much between stats and scouts. Um, and says that the bloggers all think that the Astros are really good and that the scouts think the Astros aren't very good. Mm -hmm. Um, So congratulations, Ben, you're a scout.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. Well, then, in that case, according to the article, I think that the over-under for the Astros this season is 40 wins, uh, which I recently raised from 35. Uh, Yeah. Nabler quotes a scout who says that, apparently, Um, and scouts are saying that there are very few, if any, players on this roster who are part of the next Astros winner or part of the the Astros core, uh, and it's got a chance to be pretty ugly, quote unquote.
1: Yeah, so I think everybody agrees on that. The straw man is clearly the idea that um, blogger types, as they're repeatedly called, are high on this team. I think um, blogger types are kind of uh, gloriously low on them, but see that as a strategy, as a sort of full measure approach to building for the future that is you know, perhaps perhaps admirable. Uh certainly kind of maybe debatable. Um, but uh, I think that there's an, there's a sense that people like what the Astros have done for the long term and that they like some of the people the Astros have hired. But nobody is picking the Astros for anything other than last place. Um, I think I just saw Dave Cameron the other day. He was the first person I saw that suggested that the Astros might be better than the Marlins and only be the 29th best team in baseball. And that's a pretty, I mean, even that is going out on a limb. And Dave didn't say it definitively. He just sort of said, wow, the Marlins are really horribly bad, too. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a section in this article where uh, Kevin Goldstein turns out to be (laughs) pro scout. Who would have thought? That's
0: my favorite part. We should just read that paragraph. um,
1: Goldstein came to the Astros from baseball prospectus, and there were certainly eyebrows raised when he was named the team's pro scouting coordinator, coordinator. But in his first seven months on the job, Goldstein has proven to be a lot more scout friendly than some in baseball, parentheses and in the blogger world, would have expected. <laughs> uh, so, so that's weird.
0: Yes, that is very weird.
1: I can see, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to totally rip the piece. I mean, I I think that when Kevin was hired, Peter Gammons wrote a piece um, mm-hmm. that also sort of quoted, I guess, quoted anonymous people who uh, in their anonymity were uh, taking shots at the idea and thought that Kevin was, you know, a writer, not a not a true baseball man or, yeah, or whatever the case may be, but that,
0: but not that he was a stat guy who hated scouts. Or anything. Exactly,
1: not that he was a stat guy who hated scouts. And um, I don't think anybody in in quote in the blogger world uh, is unclear where Kevin stood. I mean, Kevin was the guy who turned baseball prospectus into a um, scouting heavy publication, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I mean, there probably are some people who maybe are a little too optimistic about the Astros in the long term, I guess. I mean, even...
1: Yeah, so let's talk about it. Let's move beyond the, yeah. the straw man, and, and let's actually talk about what we think about, uh, whether we think the Astros deserve plaudits yet, and when we think the Astros could re- realistically be looking at success.
0: So at Sabre... Uh, Bill James said some really really nice things about the Astros. he said no question and I'm quoting from a, a Jonah Carey tweet which is quoting him uh, no question in five years they'll be winning 95 games a year. Uh, and that struck me as a little too rosy and an outlook I guess if yeah, well in it's the way that 95 games a year as if as in they will be a, a contending team they'll be a good team, then I, I can I can go that far I guess but 95 games a year is not a threshold that many teams succeed in reaching and and that even that I would predict many teams next year to reach or this right. year to reach so looking 5 years out at a team that is terrible now and saying that they'll be winning 95 games a year i guess they're they're going about it in such a way and they have a philosophy that is consistent and smart people running it and that certainly gives you confidence and they have Added a lot of talent to the organization, and still, that is uh, that is a long way away to project with any kind of certainty.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say I would not say that about any team in baseball, even if the number were lowered to ninety, and even if it the timeline were lowered to three years. Um, I mean, it's you, I think what we don't have any team projected to win ninety five this year, and with Pakoda and I'm not sure anybody's projected to win more than like 92 and the season starts in six and a half days. Yep. Right. Uh, so yeah, so that's clearly an, you know, an exaggeration in at best. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what Bill James is saying is that they have a, a great plan and that he likes their setup for the next five years or for five years from now, as much as, as any other teams. Do you agree with that?
0: Uh, I guess probably not. I think there are probably teams that are already somewhat respectable and are set up just as well, I would think, maybe. Um I mean the Astros have just burned it to the ground and traded everyone and brought in a lot of talent, but it is true that there aren't I mean there aren't total blue chip guys. I mean, I guess it's one of the best systems in baseball, but there aren't really sure thing prospects or, or young guys on the roster who are already stars and are locked up for the next several years, uh, so. Yeah,
1: the I think that um, it's certainly not a system like the Royals had right. two years ago, um, and that was a
0: guarantee it, obviously of of immediate success.
1: Yeah. Um, they're, the highest prospect that we have in their system right now is twenty fifth. Um, we only have four in the top hundred and one, three in the top hundred, which is probably like well, I mean it, it's it's basically the median, right? Because there's a hundred right. um, and one, and. Uh, So 25 is pretty low to have your highest one, and yeah, I mean, I wrote a piece that may not be up yet by the time people are listening to this, but it looks at, uh, it's sort of a gimmicky look at their season next year, um, position by position, and it's sort of true that there's not a really, um, a guy with a lot of upside in that um, lineup as it is. I mean, they're young and they're cheap, um, but it isn't as though you look around and you say, hey, there's... There's seven or eight guys here with all-star potential. There's like I don't know. I mean there's Altuve and even Altuve Yeah, and and he's, Altuve, he's never going to be Chase Utley. No. Um he might be I don't I don't know Jose Vidro. What might he be? What what is Altuve's upside?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess he's already Jose Vidro maybe or well.
1: No, Jose Vidro was Jose Vidro was Danga, good for a while. I'm remembering player. his yeah.
0: Mariners DH years.
1: Yeah, so um I think that um I think it's fair to sort of look at this team and say they're not that close. I think it's, and that, you know, they're not that certain either. Um, I think it's also fair though, to look at where they started, which is that, um, a couple years ago, um, they had the worst farm system in baseball. Um, they had the worst farm system in baseball essentially for about a six or seven year period. I wrote about, uh, I wrote about their 2000, uh, for crop the other day because they were the worst system in baseball at the time, and I looked at the ten-year lifespan of a prospect class. And since 2004, when they were they were they were actually 29th ahead of the Expos, um, they've been 22nd, 20th, then 28th, 29th, 30th, 28th, 28th, 26th. And this is the first year they've had any sort of a farm system at all. Mm. Um, so they went from 26th to to probably like top, uh, depending on where you're looking, you know, top five or top seven pretty quickly, um, which is great. Um, but I mean, when you like, you think about that 2011, they were the worst team in baseball and they were also the third worst farm system. Um, 2009, they were uh, a pretty terrible team and they were also the worst farm system in baseball. So they weren't a team that had one or the other, or even mediocrity in one or the other. They were in the worst possible place you can be. And, you know, I, in that piece that I wrote about the 2004 class, you can actually see ways that. Uh, having a farm system that bad um, has penalties that last for a really long time. You you end up having to uh, you end up having to, to trade to fill a lot more spots, and when you trade, you give up more of those prospects, and you end up signing free agents. And when you sign those free agents, you end up giving up draft picks, and so it's not like they're. Uh, I mean, you you have to. Except the, the, the context here, which is that they were a completely lost franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think that it might be easy to exaggerate a little bit how much their future looks bright. I'm not sure that I think their future – to be honest, I will say I don't think their future looks as bright if you remove the f- – what we know about their front office. I think a lot of what we're responding yeah, that's to a lot of it. Is, and this is this is fair to Danny Nobler and his piece. I mean, I think this is part of what they're saying is this idea that that the that the internet crowd is sort of willing to carry the water for the Astros because we like those guys. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that there's an element to that. Um, I don't, I don't think that's unfair either though. I mean, we know the work that some of these guys have done. We know what Jeff Luna has done. We know what, you know, we, we know, we know. uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Luna has a track record. Exactly. And so that's not irrelevant data though. I mean, the fact that, that might be the single, that probably if you wanted to, to know who was going to be good in five years, um, I might actually look at farm system as the number three determinant, and I might look at organizational, um, you know, the front office and simply what you know their payroll is going to be as one and two. If I were, st- I wouldn't look at record right now. I wouldn't look at farm system until I've looked at front office and payroll. And I think that one thing that the Astros are doing that, that um, is extremely good and easy to celebrate, and that I don't think anybody has really done before, is that they're really taking the don't spend money when you're not gonna win theory to an extreme that nobody's ever done before. I mean right. the Marlins did it because they're that cheap. But to carry a $20 million payroll right now, if you assume that their true payroll level is something like, I don't know, eighty million based on their size of their metro area, that's basically sixty million dollars that they have just ready to spend. And sixty million dollars is, you know, ten to twelve wins on the free agent market when they're ready to spend it theoretically, you think they have that money in like a no-load mutual fund or something like that and they can pull it out. I don't know if that's how it works. I don't know if that's how budgets work. It might just be that uh, that money somehow disappears and they just they don't reinvest it or, or what. I, I But if they do, and I would think they do, and I would think that's part of the plan, that's pretty significant too. So you're talking about a team that's going to have a lot of financial flexibility, that has a pretty good farm system, that has a front office that we like, and – even if they don't have any, uh, a lot of like real elite Mustakus Hosmer, Hosmer types, they do have a lot of depth, and yes. I think that their their lineup as is, which is terrible, um, I think that there's a there's a lot of potential starters in that lineup, and um, you know when you get potential when you when you develop even average or even slightly below average types. Those are positions that you don't have to go overpay for later, that you don't have to trade anything to fill at the trade deadline. Um, And it just starting with, you know, five or six or seven major league regulars is a pretty good way to start. I mean, you'd rather have the superstars. um, But like, I think Chris Carter will be a major leaguer in five years. I think Jason Castro will be a major leaguer in five years. I think those are guys who are going to be filling roles. I I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Justin Maxwell was, and it would totally surprise me if Fernando Martinez was and Matt Dominguez was. I mean, those are all guys who I think could develop into average players that um, that make it easier to build.
0: Well, the scouts disagree, apparently, or the ones they, that Knobler talked to.
1: Yeah, they do. and or the that's ones in, that he quoted. That's relevant That's relevant information, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, Although,
1: you could find, I mean, you know, to be fair, we don't know how many right, scouts Right, he could have talk talked to 100
0: scouts and, and yeah, the first scouts, 95 love the estrus.
1: There is a scout who will say anything. seems, I mean, some of the it, that's actually a good idea for a piece going back and finding the one scout who said everything because scouts do amazing work, but you get one guy to say anything mm-hmm. at any time, right. And the the one scout in the story is always, and we there always, we just set up a strong man,
0: and we always give it uh, the same amount of weight because we don't maybe it's a terrible scout maybe it's the worst (laughs) scout in baseball who's being quoted all the time we don't know but he's a scout some team pays him to to evaluate players so we kind of take his word as as something worth paying attention to but maybe he's bad at his job i don't know could be um yeah at, at saber dave cameron brought up the the whole not spending thing and he he basically said that uh We don't know what the effects of this will be. We've never really seen a team go to these lengths before Maybe the the fans will just desert the team and not come back And if they don't come back or if they are very slow to come back then Then the Astros won't draw and it will be tough for them to spend money once they start getting a little better Uh, and then it would be difficult for them to kind of complete this rebuild. I guess that is possible something to Take into account. I think
1: it's. I think the fact that the Astros are seem to be doing it in good faith Mm -hmm. makes that less likely. Yes. To me, but it is possible. Dave's right.
0: Yes. Uh, Okay.
1: Are you gonna? Just out of curiosity, are you interested in watching the Astros this year? I mean, I could see either way of looking at it. To me, they're probably the like the number three team I want to watch every day. Like, mm. I would imagine I'm going to watch 50 Astros games this year. I'm like really stoked <laughs> yeah, to watch well, the did Astros. well,
0: hear, I I heard Luno. I think it was Keith Law maybe asked him uh, for his projection about the team, and of course, he didn't say any specific win total. But the the way that he kind of gets around uh, naming a a win total is by saying that it's such a young team and there are so many rookies and and so few people with experience that there's a lot of uncertainty about how good the team will be. Uh, And and that our our projections for the team are, are less certain than they would be for a team that's made out of a bunch of veterans with long track records, which I suppose is true. Uh, so maybe there are more possible outcomes or a wider range of, of outcomes for this team than for most teams. And that is a reason to watch them. And just the fact that we haven't watched them before and we don't know what these players look like and can do is a reason to watch them. Plus there could always be one of those plays like they had last year where they all crash into (laughs) each other and we make gifts of it.
1: That is not why I'm going to be watching, (laughs) but I, I like their starters. I'm actually like I I still keep saying that. Pitchers? I actually, they're pitchers. Yeah, yeah their starters are,
0: are not bad. I mean, presumably they'll they'll trade Norris at some point, but
1: they're they're guys I'm interested in, and and I'm gonna. Well, you I'm, like now, I'm a, you like Umber. I'm a huge Phil Umber fan now. Philip, sorry, he does not go by Phil. I'm a huge Philip Umber fan, and I'm probably gonna watch a lot of his starts. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why. Maybe I'm just swayed by Philip Umber. But yeah, anyway, fun club uh bless their hearts but we're also going to we i mean like we're running a piece that the piece that i alluded to that may run tomorrow or may not is kind of mean right i mean it's sort of like it's it it tries to be nice and i don't think the conclusion is mean and and all that but you can read the premise as being kind of a mean spirited and i don't think we want to do that but yeah i mean we're going to criticize the heck out of the team or or if not criticize at least we're very realistic about what they are yes so I, I think that's where, like this last, the last part of the story, is, is that he quotes a guy saying it's got a chance to be pretty ugly, and then Danny says the Astros say it won't be. The pro Astros crowd says that even if it's ugly now, it won't be ugly soon. Someone's going to be wrong, and I just don't think that's true. I think that he's set up a fight that's not there.
0: Define soon. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No one's really saying sooner than I don't know four years or something, which is not very soon in in baseball terms. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So long. Bye.